Hey, I'm Veronica. Hey, I'm Casey, and we are so excited that you are here with us on the Thriving Mompreneurs podcast. Yes, motherhood comes with so many different stages, and each stage looks a little different than the one before. Here, you will find perspectives, tools, and advice on a mama in the toddler stages and in the teenage stages and anything in between. So if you can relate to either of those, you are in for a treat. Are you a professional multitasker? Well, turns out it is possible and we are experts at juggling all the things. Do you find yourself waiting for this mom and business thing to get better? Are you ready to start feeling excited for every day? What would you be able to do if you were energized and present in your home and in your business? We have been there too. Mom guilt, the mental load, exhaustion, you name it, we've been there. And the truth is, being a mompreneur is hard work. And that's okay. It wasn't until we started working on ourselves from the inside out that we started to see major shifts in our lives. You can thrive in every stage of motherhood and business, and we are going to do it together. Each week on this podcast, you will learn how to turn your mind and body into your greatest asset. You will feel seen and heard, getting to know other hardworking mompreneurs, and you will get tangible tools on how to implement changes immediately to create harmony in your mind, body, business, and home. Let's dive in. Sometimes you just can't get it all done. Maybe you're sick. Maybe you're overwhelmed with too much going on. Maybe it's just a crazy season altogether, and it's just not possible to get everything done on your list. Did you know that you can still choose joy right here? You can still choose to do things for yourself, even with a sink full of dishes or emails that are left unread. Let's talk a little bit more about this together in today's episode. But first up, I wanted to welcome you to join us over in our private community, The Thriving Mompreneurs, where you can stay connected with Veronica and I, but we also want you to connect with other moms who are working just like you. So hop on over to the link in the show notes to join us and check out the resources we have for you over there. And drop us a comment and let us know what topics you'd like to hear this year. Yes. So today we are choosing joy. And well, we want to do that every day, but it always seems like it's harder to do when you're in the thick of it and your to-do list just seems a mile long. So let's talk about how you can still be joyful today. Uh, Casey has a question for you that I thought was a really good one. Yeah. I kind of wanted to start with this, this topic because it's something that I realized for myself in these last few years, um, I'm more in midlife than you are. Um, And so it's top of mind probably more when you're in your 40s and 50s. But it's like, especially now I'm a mom of teenagers. So like I've been in the grind of motherhood for quite a while now. And I really wanted to know. So I'm going to ask the question here today. Do you even know what brings you joy? At this point in your life, can you say, if I ask you, with a quick, you know, answer, what makes me joyful? What makes me, when is the last time, you know, I was really happy and what made me feel that way? And where can I capture that feeling again? Right. And I work on this with clients. I have had this question asked to me by my own coaches over the last few years. And I think it's really impactful thing to think about because I don't think until someone asked me I realized that I didn't know the answer to that question. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I think if the first, I mean, being someone that just got out of the new mom stage yeah. a couple years ago, 
that's kind of where you lose that, right? Because you are, I mean, newborn stage is crazy. Um, and you get through it, but then you you kind of stay in survival mode for like a really long time after that. Because then, yeah. I mean, it doesn't necessarily get easier per se. Maybe you're not always like completely surprised by everything all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. But I do feel like there is an aspect of that newborn newborn like identity shift that you just kind of keep into motherhood. And then as you get older and you start adding, you know, maybe your business brings you joy, but also that can sometimes turn into like tasks that you don't feel like doing anymore and like all this stuff. So yeah, getting real and and also checking in with yourself in each different season of like, well, that maybe brought me joy before, but what brings me joy now? And, you know, like keeping a, a an active and running list of those things is great. Yeah. And I think for me, when I realized, for instance, just as an example for me, I realized that being outside was something I was not able to live without. Um, And I know that sounds very elementary, but I don't think I had appreciated the gravity of me not getting outside, like what impact that had on my mental health and my physical health. And so this year, for instance, I have taken it upon myself to, I'm going to be doing some much bigger hikes um, in the mountains, doing some things that are very independent. All of these things, I'm just stretching myself, right? But in order to be able to do those within the life that I lead, I they're on the calendar now. I've already scheduled like a bunch of them for the year. And I know that doesn't sound sexy and fun because you're like, well, you're scheduling your fun. But like, I need to put it on my calendar or my calendar will fill up with other stuff that doesn't bring me joy. So I have to block off that time. And so um, recognizing it was number one. And number two, like just making the time for it was super, super important. Um, You know, I, I think it took me a while to remember that like, joy and happiness aren't something that's that are earned like you deserve to have those feelings just simply by being alive and being here on planet earth it doesn't it's not because you are or aren't something or you're doing or not doing something or whatever it's like what i call the foundation one of the foundations of life i think was what I, i had said before like everyone is deserving of that in some way so asking yourself the questions you know and getting clear on what you want and actively seeking it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I also feel like it's something that maybe you haven't necessarily thought like, what brings everybody else in around me joy today? But that you kind of do, you know, all the time. Like you're like, how can I make this meal for my family? You know, that's something yeah. that would bring them joy. How can I, you know, all I've, I'm always hearing, how do I be a better mom? How, yeah. you know, I feel like a bad mom. How do I be a better mom? And that alone is saying like, how can I, be here for my children in a way that brings them joy. And I honestly think the answer to that question is finding your own joy. Like it's really hard to show up for someone else in a way that you can't show up for yourself. And so, I mean, you might do that for a certain amount of time, but eventually you're just going to kind of, you know, like you're going to hit this crossroad of like, I can no longer show up for you because I haven't been showing up for myself in a really long time. And so if you can just avoid that altogether and start doing things that bring you joy now, you're going to not only be able to show up for others but you're also going to show them how to do that too like you're going to show them that it's important to do that for yourself and they're going to model that and it's just this like ripple effect that you can create that's so i don't want to say easy but simple to do right just like include yourself in your day and then you can show others how to do that too sure and i think you know when you're thinking about the listeners of this podcast right you're you're talking about modeling that for your children you're modeling it for your spouse 
but you're also modeling it for clients in whatever business that mm-hmm. you have created. If you're a coach, it's in your coaching relationship. If you have a candle business, it's like you're still showing up as providing a product that brings someone happiness and you're putting your happiness into that thing. And that translates into the consumer being able to to enjoy that thing as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's really important to kind of yeah. just take away is that if you're miserable, kind of like everyone's miserable around you, but it's the opposite is true. If you're joyful, it's it's a, a very high frequency emotion. It might even be the highest. I, I can't remember, but there's like a... Um, frequency to every emotion and joy if it's not the highest it's very high um and that resonates off of your body onto the bodies of those around you and Mm -hmm. makes a difference so get all nervous system yeah (laughs) yeah i always go back to the nervous system yeah it's the controller of all things i love it as a a chiropractor i will forever be a part of that conversation but i wanted to quickly say something that popped in my mind as you were talking about what you love to do um in this season and i'm also realizing some like just like in myself in the season i have chosen to kind of pamper myself in a sense of like i have an eyelash extension appointment on friday Ooh. i'm super nervous i've never had one before <laughs> but but i like growing up with not a lot that just wasn't an option until now you know things are doing we're doing better now yeah and and so giving myself not only the time right because it takes time to do that but also the resources and saying that that is a worthy cause because I know that I don't as a mom of two almost I'm not going to have time to do pour into myself as much as I'd like in in like real time right like I'm still going out of my way to make these appointments and like I'm going to get my hair done here pretty soon and like all these things but I'm not going to have that as much time to do that each morning or you know like the full routine and so I've chosen to set time aside to pamper myself in different ways, um, whether that's massages or eyelashes or hair, um, whatever it may be. <laughs> um, yeah. And like just like gifting myself those services, because that is what I know that I'm going to be but just feel so much better knowing that that part of my body is done all of the time. Um, yeah. And like giving myself that permission of, you know, it might sound silly or you might sound I don't know. There's so many different words that come to mind thinking about <laughs> doing this process, but it's going to bring me joy in a season that it's going to be really hard to find joy. And so, you know, as a listener, I hope you're listening to this too, of like, even if it's not something as sim- not simple, but like, even if it's something that you have to spend money on and use resources for, it's still worth it because you're still at the end of the day, that feeling that you get after your appointment or after whatever you're doing is going to trickle into the family because you still chose yourself. You still chose joy and your family is going to get the benefit of that too. And your business. Yeah, for sure. I I think, and they see you choosing yourself and it, I think gives everyone around you permission to also choose themselves. You know what I mean? Um, We spoke before about, you know, saying no as like a skill, you know what I mean? And that, that applies here too. It's like people are seeing you say yes to yourself, which gives them permission to say yes to their self in the same way that saying no to something gives somebody else permission to also say no. And sometimes right. I think that can be helpful. Um, so one of the things that, you know, you have spoken about and uh, I wanted to ask you about today is the link between your work and feeling worthy, worthy of all the things, right? So tell me more about how you 
keep your worth separate from your work? Yes. Good question. (laughs) And I feel like this is something that I'm constantly coaching on and something I've had to like reverse it and coach myself through and and even like work on my with this with my own coach Yeah. in terms of just like one, my faith is what gives me a lot of that identity, but almost like putting your identity in something a little bit more solid than your work. Right. Because if all that you are, and I was someone who was like this, if all that you are is someone who works hard, um, it's really hard when you're resting, right? Because you're yeah. now kind of operating outside of your identity. And so I think it's first about like understanding where you're putting your identity to start with. Like, yeah, you know, are you putting it in the emotions of other people? Are you putting it in your results in your business or in your home or, you know, in the cleanliness of your home? Like there's so many different places that we place our identity and they're just so fleeting, right? Because the second that they're not that, you're going to feel out of alignment with your identity. And so just finding something um, to that's a little bit more grounded, a little bit more stable. For me, that's my faith. Yeah. Whenever I whenever I'm finding myself putting my worth into other things, I'm realizing that I'm not spiritually taking care of myself. <laughs> like I am not okay in that sense because my focus in my identity is in other places. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what about you? Yeah, I think um, th- I really like everything you just said. And I think you know, when I, over the last few years, I have found myself lost in being somebody I thought I wanted to be. It wasn't that I was trying to be someone else. It's just that I was reaching toward a goal and I thought I was on a certain path to take me towards that thing. Um, Specifically in my business, um, it took a long time and actually really this fall um, and me having to put a pause on everything uh, to realize that I was doing a lot of things that were making me feel badly about myself because I wasn't, Mm. say, like you were saying, if you're putting your identity in completing, you know, like having 20 clients this month and you only have three, you're going to feel like a failure. And is it a failure that you had three and not 20? I mean, I would argue that it isn't, right? Mm -hmm. So just really, it it has allowed me to kind of get clear on or clearer say on (laughs) where I'm placing my identity. And currently my identity is really, I'm centering it more within myself. Um, Mm. Like, so things are coming from within, like where we talked about, um, you know, what brings you joy. It's like, I make decisions now for the most part for this season anyway, um, on is this taking me closer to, the general happiness that I'm looking for this year in this particular season of my life. And if it mm-hmm. doesn't, I don't do it unless I have a reason that that thing kind of needs to be done. You know what I mean? If it's my doctor's appointment, it's like, okay, maybe I need to also do that thing even though I don't want to go. But if it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, making 20 business connections this month, that may not be taking me where I want to go because I don't want to do it right now and it's making me feel icky. You know what I mean? Um, whereas a month from now, that could change. and that thing makes me feel great. So I think just really diving into myself and where I'm uh, where I'm placing that identity. I like that, that, that how you verbalized that. It gives you something to think about, like where am I actually coming from here when I'm making this mm-hmm. decision? And I, th- I think that's really cool. Um, so how do you specifically though, separate your, you, you know, you're coming from your faith 
in making decisions, but how do you keep yourself in that headspace as far as keeping yourself separate? You know, my worth is separate from my work. Like you're coming from your faith, but how do you, what are you actually doing? Like, how do you coach people through something like that? Yeah. So when it comes to, I mean, I, I do faith-based coaching. So yeah. this is, <laughs> just so you know, that's where it comes from. But yeah. I, a lot of times it's kind of a giving my, almost like giving myself permission to accept who Jesus says I am, right? Like I uh-huh. know that I want to, I have these goals and I have this vision, but it's almost like instead of making that be the end all be all, like I must have all of the laundry done all of the time. I must have, <laughs> you know, five figures in my business by July. You know, I've done that before. before. Yeah. It didn't work like that. <laughs> and yeah. I've even had journals where I, I like, tr- like put in there in so many words that I will not be happy until this happens. Right. Like I can't wait for this giant milestone. And then when I didn't hit it, I just like fell apart. Like, cause I was like, what the heck? I thought, you know, all these things. And so in real time, it's really just like, understanding who you are and that's kind of what i mean similar to what you just said i just get that identity of like finding verses in scripture of like who god says i am he created me and Mm -hmm. i know that that is if i'm living in that then i know that i'm on the right path versus if i'm living in the dishes or the business or you know like all those things that are constantly changing i'm gonna my happiness is going to depend on how those things are doing versus something that I know is never, ever, ever going to change. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, it does. And I think that's kind of what I was getting at. Um, You know, too, it just from a different, like the verbiage is different, whereas I'm kind of coming from within. It's like, if, like, I tend to look at things through the lens of like, whether I feel like I'm showing up as a good person and good is a relative term, but I I think people kind of know what I mean. But like, if am I showing up to this interaction as a good human? Um, Mm -hmm. and if the answer is yes, it's okay. Even if it doesn't go the way that I wanted it to go, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, I actually had a little bit of a, not an altercation, that's probably the wrong word, but like with a family member of of somebody at work recently. And because this person didn't like the way that, uh, certain things were being said to them. Mm. And I actually had the conversation with this person and said, Hey, you know, like I'm a good person. I'm doing the best that I can here. I'm showing up in the best way that I know is possible. Even when I mess it up sometimes, like you have to kind of, I would like you to see that it's not on purpose. I would like you to see that I'm mm-hmm. doing my best here. And and actually the person was quite receptive. Um, oh. Yeah, the person was quite receptive. So it's, you know, and, the, and the, the conversation went in a very good direction. And I just, I feel like, these are the kind of conversations you can have with those around you, but you can also have them with yourourself, you know, like right, right. If I still have dishes in the sink when I go to bed tonight, does that make me a bad person? And I have to think to myself, would I care if somebody else did that? Is that a thing that I'm measuring myself against? And the answer is no. I'm I cool, just go to bed and leave that alone and deal with it tomorrow, right. you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think me. this takes us back to, you know, the conversations we used to have about like your values, right? Like yeah. mine come from my faith. And so that's where I get my values from. So it's like, is this, is the actions that I took in alignment with my values? And if the yes. answer is no, then just do what you got to do so that <laughs> it starts going that direction. And if the answer is yes, then there's nothing for you to be upset. You know, like there's yeah. nothing for you to change or correct because you know you're moving in the direction that you need to go. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I think that all is really well said. And I think, um, you know, just kind of when I think about joy and 
people are like, yeah, but I, you know, might say as moms, right, as working moms, you might hear people say, I, I talk to clients, I talk to my colleagues because I work in the hospital, like I'm a nurse uh, in addition to health coach. So I'm talking to a lot of working moms. Mm-hmm. And everybody says, yeah, but I don't have time for that. I don't have time to take care of myself. Yeah. There's there's not enough hours in the day. My kids can't do, you know, this thing or that thing. My husband doesn't do this thing or that thing. I right. have to do everything and I don't have time for that. And so what do you say to those kind of things when that is what's brought to you yeah. by a client? Because, yes. And I think it's so funny because that is going to be the... I think a lot of people, until you realize otherwise, I think that there's just going to be this magical time that they will have time to do those things. Like I just, (laughs) I don't have time right now, but it's like, well, when will you You know what I mean? And so to that, I say two, two things in one, that's, I always put everything in in a sense of like, kind of back to that nervous system education of like, it takes two minutes. It takes two minutes to teach your nervous system that you are safe. And so maybe if you can't do the elaborate, you know, I don't know, going booking trips to leave or going to do your lashes, you can find two minutes in your day to create a safe space for you. And in a sense, I mean, safety oftentimes brings joy. Like it's really hard to be joyful if you're anything but safe. And so, you know, finding your safe space, meditation, going outside for two minutes, like reading and encouraging, you know, either affirmation or scripture, whatever that is for you, you can do that in two minutes. And if you still don't have, if you don't even have two minutes at that point, you need to force it. You need to find or take out things in your life because if you don't have time for joy, that means you have way too much time for other stuff. Um, And I can guarantee (laughs) you some of that stuff can leave. And so figuring out which of those things are the least important, taking that out and forcing that to be your time for yourself. Yeah, and I and I agree with that. I mean, there are a million and one things you can do to downregulate your nervous system and create that sense of safety, which allows you to have more positive feelings. Because when you're super stressed out, you're not feeling positive generally. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can do a deep dive on nervous system regulation another time for sure. But it does not take forever. You can you can research it. You can ask us in the Facebook group. But I mean, everything from breath work to yin yoga to walks outside to just sitting and chatting with a friend like any thing you know scrolling social media is not going to bring you joy like right. it, i do it just like everybody else does but just really understanding the things that are going to bring your nervous system down 10 notches um right. is going to make the biggest difference for you and it will you you're not going to find joy unless you learn how to do that you know what i mean yeah that's my yeah. new favorite thing about the the screen time thingy on your phone. Oh, I, guess on your phone, I don't know yeah. if all phones do it, but if I if you have an iPhone, yeah, is uh, that is one thing. If someone tells me they absolutely have zero time, I'm like, I just want you to look at your screen time and then specifically look at like Facebook and Instagram, yeah, and tell me like one of those minutes could have gone toward you know joy. And I I mean I've had ridiculous lengths of time on those apps too. I get it; they're very addicting. But like just to kind of like take you out of that feeling of like I can't or there's no time and just give you a new perspective of like there is somewhere that you can find the time if you choose to do that. And that's why this episode is called, you know, choosing joy because you really do. It's an active decision that you have to make to to pursue. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's, you know, I talk a lot about it with, um, you know, clients on and off with my kids, with other moms at work. Like, I mean, people come to me pretty frequently for like 
you know, gut health advice or hormones or mm-hmm. supplements or all these things. And I'm always like, y'all, you can take all the supplements you want in your whole life, but you're not going to do anything if you don't like deal with your nervous system. So, right. um, you know, it's it's an ongoing theme for me. Maybe I'll, dro- I'll drop some resources in, in the community group um, for you guys. I have some from, you know, my other... Um, community that I that I run and I I'm happy to like share those over um that will help you know move us towards a little bit of nervous nervous system regulation and um perhaps we can make some content in the podcast around that if that's something that's interesting to you guys um leave us a review or jump over into the community and um you know let us know yeah we want to hear from you yeah for sure so let's wrap up with um the question of the day let's do that and then I'll recap kind of what we talked about today um, we're, we're going out of order today. Um, okay. <laughs> we do what we want over here at the Thriving Mompreneurs. Um, so the question of the day today, if I had to do one of these things for one hour, I would rather A, go cage diving with great white sharks, B, give a speech to 1,000 people, or C, work on a jigsaw puzzle with 10,000 pieces. <laughs> I am giggling because two of these things I've experienced and I will oh, never do again. <laughs> I can't wait. I hope it's I hope it's cage diving with great white sharks. Oh my god! Well, okay. So great white sharks is really dramatic. I've <laughs> I went swimming with sharks before. Oh, and Casey, when I tell you, I've never experienced an actual panic attack before in my entire life. I am going to quickly just share that I went on this like excursion, and. You, like, are hundreds of feet from the boat. You, like, swim. First of all, I also didn't realize I was, like, scared of the ocean in general until it's I was pretty in the middle of it. crazy <laughs> when you're, like, under there and you, all of a sudden, you're, like, swimming along and then all of a sudden you're, like, wait a minute. Like, there is, so like, many so in here. much space around here and a lot of stuff. Oh, my God. Okay, yes. thank you for saying that. Yes. But anyways, we're getting off this <laughs> boat. And I'm going into this cage and I look down. I'm having trouble with my goggles because I'm just full on panicking. And I look down and there's this giant, like, ominous figure and just like full on panic. Like, I couldn't, people were asking me if I had never swam before in my life. Like, I was not okay. And then I found out that it was just seaweed and the cage, the sharks weren't even in that cage. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I also, with puzzles, I had, I don't even think it was 10,000 pieces, but it felt like it. I realized that I hate puzzles. So I'm going to go with B. I would rather give a speech to a thousand people because I think I might die if I gave a speech to a thousand people. I might like just combust spontaneously. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I would pick C because I love puzzles and no one in this house will do one with me. And every time I put them out, the cats throw all the pieces on the floor and then I'm all stressed out because <laughs> you get like all the way to the end of a puzzle and this you're like missing one piece. So See, I, think I, I just need some meditation because puzzles make me angry. Oh, they make me so happy. I throw music on. I get like a little bubbly drink and I sit oh down gosh. and I'm like, yeah, it's great. I do. I, I could work for hours, but it's. In full disclosure, it's something that as a kid I developed a love for because I would spend hours and hours. I would sometimes stay up till like two and three in the morning working puzzles with my dad. Um, oh, that is so sweet. Yeah. And it's just something I, nobody else would do it in our house. It was just like me and my dad would be, and we would do all these like ones where like all the colors were very similar and it was, they were really hard. Um, 10,000 pieces is like a little aggressive, but I've done a couple of like one and 2,000 pieces puzzles. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's a very beautiful story, and I'm so happy that they make you happy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I did go, uh, I did go scuba diving in the Great Barrier Reef. 
uh, in oh. my early 20s. And they're I, like thinking back now, I had no concept of the fact that the ocean was as rife with all the things. Oh my gosh, as it so is. many things. Oh yeah. And we were not in a cage. We were just like swimming around like idiots. And so I, <laughs> I, so I don't think I was around a great white, great white shark, but I think if I had seen a shark, I probably would have panicked. So I will say in my defense too, well, before we got off the, the, these people that were running the excursion didn't speak English very well. And before they yeah. got off, they were like, make sure you don't touch it. Okay. Have fun. Oh, and I was like, okay. what, what happens if you touch it? What's going on? So so yeah, that's my shark story. But anyways, oh. <laughs> go ahead. Join us next week as we talk about the five things your kiddos need to see you doing this week. And it's going to be a really good, be a really good one. We will see you then. Well, Mama, that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here with us again this week. Before you go, please make sure you hit that follow button so you get notified of all the new episodes that are coming up and head on over to the Thriving Mompreneurs Facebook community and join us there. In our thriving community, you will be connected with other business and family-minded mamas looking to feel fulfilled and energized within their lives. And you will be able to start implementing some of the tools we talked about right here on this podcast with some amazing accountability. All right, mama, we will see you at the same time, same place next week. And remember, you were made to thrive. See you next time.